Hey guys, welcome to the HBIC podcast where we're going to be talking about all the things that help create the life that you are truly meant to live. Boutique owner, marketing enthusiast, mother, entrepreneur, and now your new BFF. I'm your host, Emery, and I'll be the one that's going to be hyping you up so we can get you to your highest possible self. I've seen it too many times where women aren't confident in their relationships, businesses, and overall life, and I'm just here to change the game. So sit back and follow along where we pave the way to your true potential, get ready to be unstoppable, empowered, and an HBIC. Hey everyone, welcome back to the HBIC podcast. Today we're back for another Thursday episode with a co-host of mine. This week we have my girlfriend Sydney on all the way from New York now, going from Austin to New York. It's so weird to say that. And she is joining us today to talk a little bit about leveling up and becoming a bigger person with your confidence, your business, and your everyday life. So I am so excited to have her on today. So Sydney, how are you doing today? Oh my goodness, it has been such a busy day of amazing calls <laughs> and amazing people. And I'm just, I'm so excited to be here with you. I feel like I'm like relaxed. My heart rate's just going down as we speak. <laughs> I know, every time I feel like I talk to you, even if it's like our voice memos in between on Instagram, I feel like I'm just like catching up with the bestie. I'm like, what's she doing? Like, what's going on? I know. I know. That's what I love about social media is just the amount of friends I have that I've never met in real life is insane. <laughs> right. And you guys, she's going to be at Empower this year in April and she's going to be be a speaker and that will literally be my first time meeting her in person and I know one of the other speakers you've met Sarah correct at like the tanning um conference you guys did correct yes Sarah Ordo and I are actually pretty good friends at this point and it's been so great to get to meet her in real life as well so I I just love events for that reason as well you finally get a reason to meet people that live in different parts of the country (laughs) exactly I'm like oh my god it's gonna be like oh what's up girl and be like wait shit we've never really met each other (laughs) it's gonna be great oh yeah Yeah, so let the listeners know a little bit about who Sydney is, what you do, how you've started what you're doing, where you were at when you were in the beginning, and how you've gotten to where you're at now. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. So I actually, um, I, it's funny when I look at like how long the journey has been, it feels so long, but I'm like, it's only been like five or six, maybe seven years since I really like, I guess my story started. Uh, And I, I grew up in Montana in a small town in Montana. And I always knew that there was just something more out in the world than like Montana, where there's more cows than people. And there's like, everyone cares about what everybody else is doing and, and all of that. And I always had really big dreams. I just didn't know what direction those dreams were in. It was just for me, I was going to school to be a high school PE teacher. I coached volleyball. I worked at a bar. I worked at a gym. I worked as a volleyball coach. I was, you know, working every hour that you could work. I was competing in bodybuilding. I was just trying a multitude of different things to see what stuck for me. And it was really upon the time of graduating that I was like, I need to get out of this state or else I never will. Like if I don't do it now, I never will. And so at the time, I finished up school, I graduated, I took a personal training exam, I failed it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to buy a one way ticket to the scariest place that I can think of. And at the time, it was 
Southern California. So I booked a one-way flight that was non-refundable because I couldn't afford anything more than that. And I literally flew out to California with no job, no place to live. And I knew like one or two people on social media that lived there. I love it. And, <laughs> and I moved out to California. I connected with this girl for dinner that I knew had lived out there. I was just like, hey, I'd love to buy you dinner. I had $50 left to my name in my bank account and my savings account. And I bought this girl dinner and I ended up moving in with her that night. I was like, hey, I don't have a place to stay. Like, I'd love to stay for a minute. And uh, she really took me in as a mentor and taught me about entrepreneurship and taught me about um, growing as a person. And I started to read books and I started to educate myself and I started to live in the world and have bills and have responsibilities. And I got introduced to the world of network marketing and the company called Isogenics. And I started to really see what that vehicle could teach me as far as personal development and business acumen. And so I went really all in in that industry for five, five and a half years and built a team of 7,000 people, traveled all over the world because I had residual income and time freedom and a team that I was working with and spoke on different stages, educating on entrepreneurship and money mindset and positivity and all of those things. Um, and then recently I started to really get excited about jumping into other ventures. And I really believe that's the beauty of network marketing and, and residual income and passive income is that at 27 years old now, I am able to live almost solely on my residual income that pays me every single week and go explore new ventures. And so as of recent, I actually started a um, talent recruiting company for top seven and eight figure companies, multiple seven and eight figure companies where we place salespeople, closers, setters into those companies to really help them optimize their current systems. And that's what I've been doing. Um, my favorite things are also in New York. Um, I haven't even talked about this publicly ever, but I actually got signed to a talent agency out here as well, where I'll be doing some hosting and I'll probably have a, a show of my own. I have a podcast. I'm doing all sorts of things. So that's amazing. yeah, that's where we're at now. Um, and again, five, six years ago, I would have never imagined that, you know, it, over the years, I would have created two really successful businesses, been able to live in like six different states, and really had the freedom to do whatever I want with whoever I want, whenever I want. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, with network marketing, in general, with this, like meeting other people, other businesses, other brands, you really don't realize how many more doors can open. And like, while mm -hmm. we all start with this one dream of doing something, it's just incredible of how many more opportunities come your way? Like me opening mm -hmm. up a boutique and I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do the rest of my life. I love it. It's great. But it's like, now I love my boutique, but it's like, it's open doors of meeting amazing people like you and like all these relationships I've made on social media. Now we're doing empower. Now I'm doing unlabeled. Now we're just like this whole, right. all these things. It's just, it's wild how, and funny at the same time of like, we have this idea of what we're going to be or what we're going to do. And then we kind of do it. And then it's just like 13 more doors open up and you're like, but I want to go through all of them. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's actually funny. It's in the beginning of your journey. What I find most often is you have to say yes to everything. And there becomes a tipping point just so you can get the opportunity to be in the door. Right. And then there becomes a tipping point where it's like, no, I have to really learn how to say no to things because I physically cannot do everything very well. <laughs> and yeah. that's the phase I'm in where I'm like, okay, what can I say yes to? What can I afford to say yes to emotionally and physically and mentally and all of those things? And it's, it's a fun switch for sure. <laughs>
And I think it's nice because when you, like you, like you said, with saying yes and no to things, it's nice to say yes because when you're exposed to these things, you have an idea of what it is. But then when you are overwhelmed and there's too much going on, you now mm-hmm. have an idea of, okay, I, I, you have to like rank them, right? Of what yep. is most important, what's making the most money, what you're enjoying the most. Because it's like, if you're only saying yes to one thing and no to the other 12 doors, I get the idea of, okay, because I can't handle it. But it's like, you do want to put your foot in everything. So that way you yeah. have an idea of what's going on for you to be like, oh, I actually like this more than this one thing I thought yeah. I was going to do only. So it's nice to get your foot in the door, say yes to things, but it's very important, like you're saying, to say no to the things that aren't serving you or aren't beneficial, bringing as much income, bringing you as much mm-hmm. joy and enjoyment and learning to do just the things that are more important than the other things, right? hundred percent. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. And I love following Sydney on social media. First of all, her videos are just so much fun to watch. She is just so insightful. It's very motivating. I'm like, I'm just going to start setting my alarm clocks to your Instagram <laughs> reels. Like, I But I love this one that you made. So you had this video that you did this short reel on Instagram about small people, big problems, big people, small problems. Can you explain to everyone listening a little bit more about like this thought process and the idea behind this video? Yes. Oh my God. Totally. This is one of my favorites. I actually, I coined this from the secrets of the millionaire mind, which is a book by a man called T Harv Ecker. And it was the first book I read when I moved to California and I realized so much about money mindset and that we can change the way we think about money and our beliefs around money, which changes our reality. And, and it, it's this concept of whatever level of person you are dictates how big or how small a problem can feel, right? Everything's relative. And so if you are a quote unquote relative level three person, maybe you're like, you've never done personal development. You're, you know, you're more of a victim mindset, right? And you have a problem that comes into your life. Maybe it's, you get a bill or maybe you have a, a, you know, a bickering with a friend or something like that, that problem, because you're a, a level three person and you haven't done the work to grow yourself, that level four or five problem is going to feel really, substantial. But if you can focus on instead of lowering the size of your problems, just increasing the size of you. And what I mean is bettering yourself at a personal level, doing, you know, doing your homework as far as reading books, growing, learning, expanding your mind, getting out of a victim consciousness into like um, an empowered state of consciousness, you're growing yourself as a person. So let's say that same four or five level problem comes into your life where you get the same bill or you get the same, you know, bickering with the friend, but you're a seven or an eight size person, that level four or five problem is going to feel really small or much smaller than it did before. And really all we're doing as humans every single day, especially entrepreneurs is we're solving problems. And so if the problems are always the same, if we grow and we grow and we grow and we grow, those problems start to feel relative smaller than they did when we weren't such a big person. And so what I've started to do is be like, okay, problems are never going to go away. I'm always going to be solving problems because that's what life is about. But how do I want to associate around those problems? Do I want to feel like a victim and feel like those problems are really big? Or do I want to have a problem come across my desk and be like, okay, problem, here's the solution next. And when I come from that space, life is so much easier. It's so much more fun. And I don't feel like a victim to life. I feel like I am controlling my life and I have at least some semblance of control um, and, and joy. 
absolutely. And even even further on an entrepreneur side, like uh, people listening to this that aren't business owners, it's like, it's so funny because everyone listening to this can relate to uh, some point in their life where there has been some type of problem in their life. Like you said, a bickering with a friend or an ex-boyfriend or them cheating mm-hmm. on you, right? Or like something so tiny now but at the moment it seems so big it's like i've had so many instances in my life unrelated to business and motherhood and all like i'm talking like 19 year old demery right traveling doing all the things i remember there were some problems that seemed like that was the end of the world and now i look back on it and i literally like want to pee my pants laughing because i'm like that was an issue like you know what i mean it's just like it's so crazy to think of so many stances in our life that were just like wait that was a wait, can you believe that we were worried about that or like we were this and now looking back on it it's like not that big of a deal or like not that big of a problem that it is now because of how bigger or different of a person that you've become yes it's so true and wouldn't you rather just go through life feeling like your problems are small and work on growing yourself versus like avoiding the internal work and then having your life be really difficult with all these relatively small problems absolutely <laughs> Absolutely. So now what steps do you feel like you took or like tell people what they could do? I guess do both. Mm -hmm. Tell us what you did to become from a two, three person to a nine, 10 person. And that what you would tell your listeners or like a client, what they could do to grow from a two, three person to a nine, 10 person. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that um, there's so many things you can do, right? You can meditate and you can read books and you can learn and you can be around really positive people, right? Those things, everyone talks about those things. That's like, duh. If you want to be a bigger person, like don't be around small people. If you want to be a bigger person, read books from people who are big people, like embody those things, implement things like that. But what has really supported me and what I give it as far as advice to friends and family and clients and, you know, teammates that I work with, is um, another concept that I talk about on social media quite a bit, which is no story, no problem. And this concept has literally changed my life um, because as human beings, we have like 80,000 thoughts a day. And because we're animals, essentially, at the very basic level, most of those thoughts end up being negative or catastrophized because we're trying to keep ourselves safe. Like if you go back to caveman days, we're just trying to stay alive in this world and be accepted by the pack so that we don't get excluded and die. (laughs) Right. And so when I look at anything in life, what I usually found is that I associate a story with it. Right. So I always use the example of like, if a guy doesn't call you back after a date that you thought really went really well, you think, Oh my God, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not hot enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not blah, 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 blah. Right. Where instead it's like, maybe he didn't call you back because he lost his phone or maybe he didn't call you back because you guys actually just weren't a good fit. Or maybe he didn't call you back because he didn't feel worthy of being around you because you're so fucking awesome. Right. Right. So what I started to do is instead of, making stories about every problem that comes up into my life and being addicted to the drama that those stories feed me. I just was like, what if I just stop making stories about what I assume people are thinking about me or what I assume that person is, you know, making this mean or why we're always trying to like solve the problem, right? We want to close the loop. We want to solve the problem. And so for me, I was like, I'm just going to stop making stories about all that stuff. And if someone comes to me and they do have a problem, I'm like, okay, we can address that problem but I'm not about to go out and try and make a problem where there is no problem. And so we already have enough problems in our life. And so what I would give as far as advice of where people can start 
is stop making a problem where there is no problem and start stop catastrophizing everything and stop making stories because 99% of the time, as we can all attest to, they're not even true. Like the guy doesn't call you back. It's just because he's fucking busy. Like give him a break, right? It's like, yeah. it's all good. So when I started to, and now all my friends are on this shit. They're like, no story, no problem. It's like, no story, no problem. If I don't hear from a friend for three months, no story, no problem. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything about me. We're both busy. Doesn't mean anything about them. They're busy. Same with business partnerships. You can use this in anything. Someone like cuts you off in traffic. No story, no problem. Nothing personal, right? And no. so if you, if you feel like you're having a really big issue with growing yourself or the fastest way you can grow yourself is just by stop by, by stopping making stories and meaning out of everything. Cause the only meaning something has is the meaning we give it. And if we can just give it a positive meaning, we're just going to save ourselves so much stress and pressure. And that for me has been the fastest path to a peace of mind and peace in my heart and happiness. And really what else is there? If you're growing yourself as a person that literally was beautiful <laughs> like, I'm like sitting here like my jaws on the floor I'm like because I'm so guilty of this I literally do this constantly I make up stories or scenarios in my head constantly like mm-hmm. I really don't care what people think about me however I do not like if I've disappointed somebody or made a friend upset with me right so like if there's situations where I can't make it to an event or something I'm like oh my god they're probably so mad they're probably upset that I can't go do this and my boyfriend's like no one's thinking that you're fine nope. like, you don't know like they are that's just how they are like you don't get it and he's like I'm gonna guarantee you babe like if they have a problem they'll tell you I'm like but what if they don't they're just not that kind of person and it's just like yep. at this part what you're saying is like then that's their own fucking problem yes. it's up to you to be like no story no problem they might have a problem they might yep. really do but guess what that is up to them to yep. tell you because you will do the same thing like if I have a yep. problem it's up to me to say hey I know you probably don't expect me to have a problem, but I do. And I just want to lay this online. And like you said, then you address it then. But if there's no issue or even like you said, if there is, just act like there's not. And it's up to them to tell you if there is one or not. And, And what you'll find is the people in your life will start orienting around it. And they'll stop making meaning out of every little bullshit thing. And what happens is what I do with my friends and what my friends do with me now is instead of them you know, freaking out or whatever, they call me and they say, Hey, the story I'm making up is X, Y, Z. And I'll be like, Hey, thank you. This is literally how the conversation goes. It's like, Hey, thank you for coming and clearing it with me. This is, you know, I totally appreciate that that is your story that you have. And this is my side of the story. This is what I've made up as my side of the story. And so like, let's clear it up. And usually by that simple, it doesn't have, again, there was a point in my life where I was sitting on the phone with a few girlfriends and I was like, I am done being addicted to the drama of the stories in my head. And that moment was like, I'm done being a victim to all of this bullshit. And, and I really honestly believe so much of it comes from the culture of um, reality TV and like, no offense against the Kardashians. Like the Kardashians have to be entertaining. And like a lot of people watch it. And I I hang around those people who watch that show sometimes. And I'm like, oh, they like want their life to be a dramatic reality TV show. That's not how life should be. And that's not how life has to be. So it's like, what if you could just be happy, no story, no problem, resolve any problems that come up, have the people in your life that understand that level of communication. It's a very mature way of communicating. But like, my, I don't want to be addicted to the drama. I don't want my life to be like a reality TV show because it's not real. <laughs> and so when I released that drama, it was like, 
oh my God, my life is so much easier and I'm so much happier. It's so true. Cause like you said, even like your girlfriends, it's, you have these scenarios in your head and then it's like the reason we're all feeding into it and doing the dramas because we all think that that's what we need to contribute in order to keep this friendship going. Right. Yes. But if you break that, I guess like generational idea or habit, it's mm-hmm. almost like, you said with your friends, like they now know that this is my thing. So now my friends will now, if I start implementing in this life, which I'm definitely going to, it's like, yeah. no one thinks I'm mad. They're like, nope, Damri's just doing this new thing where, you know, she thinks that there's not an issue. So if there is an issue, I need to tell her because then it's like, it's not my problem. Like if you have a problem, let me know. And if I have a problem, I'll tell you. And yes. if it doesn't work for you, then those just aren't the people that you should probably be hanging around with. 100%. I'm just, all I'm saying is that like, we don't have to go through life being dramatic and being upset and being angry all the time. And there's so many people just living in that because they don't know how to just be happy. It's like, what if you just didn't have any issues and people are like, I don't even know how I'd survive. Like if you really like, what if you didn't have a fucking problem with anything? And, and that is peace. Like what else are we looking for in life besides just peace? That is so true. Like it's, I'm literally like sitting here and I'm like, damn, I literally, I literally do that every day. Like not every day, but like a lot of the time I'm sitting here like making up scenarios in my head. Like, oh my God, she's probably disappointed that I asked this person to do this event with me and this and not them. Like, or the yep. you know, podcast, not asking them yet to be in the show. Like all the time, we all make these scenarios up in our head. We are all guilty of it, especially with like significant others. We're all yes. guilty of that as well. But it's like, if there's no problem or no story, then there's no problem. I it's love crazy. that. It's oh. crazy. Yes. And it, it honestly, people, people make less of a big deal when you come from that space of just like, Oh, there's an issue. Sorry. I had no idea. Like, let's talk about it. What's the issue. And they're, then they're like, Oh wait, maybe there really isn't an issue. Okay. I'm overreacting. Oh, I love that. Okay. So what's on top of now con- transforming from this to three person to a nine, 10 person, that is obviously huge. What advice would you give to somebody who's ready to start taking big leaps in their life? Not only with like business, but their, their life and moving with success, happiness. Um, but let their opinions of others get in their head. So like they're afraid of what other people will think of them. You know, you've moved all over the country. You've changed yeah. jobs. You've, you focus more time on this. What advice would you give to somebody who's ready to make those big leaps? Yeah. Um, The first thing is befriend fear because I hear that you're scared and I hear that you're fearful and like do it anyways, like lean into it because it's never going to go anywhere. And so what you can do is be like, yeah, fear is coming along with me on this ride. It's going to try and keep me safe and it will actually do its job in a few different ways, which is great. It's going to keep me safe from making stupid decisions. And I get to befriend fear because it's never going away. The fear of judgment never fully goes away. And And, you know, I actually just got off the the phone with a a buddy who works with me in my network marketing company. And he was like, okay, well, how do I address these people who, you know, they didn't get picked to do this call? And I'm like, yo, no story, no problem. If they, if they don't want to be a, if they're mad that they're not a part of it, that's their thing. Again, they can take the ownership for that. All you can do is put the best people out to do what they need to do. And you can't worry about how they're going to react. And so every, what the other thing besides fear, every level, there's a new devil right? So you're going to get to the point where you feel like you've mastered being a level six person and all your problems feel smaller. When you say the second you say, I want to get to that next level, I want to, you know, do that thing in my business, I want to jump ship in this relationship and find something that's actually, you know, worthy of my time. um, There's going to be new challenges, and there's going to be new 
battles because the universe is just making sure you're ready for it. Because if you're not ready for it, you're not going to be able to handle all of the blessings that it can give you. So befriend fear and do it anyway, embrace it and treat it like a buddy. And then realize that the next level you're about to go to, there's going to be a new set of challenges to make sure that you're going to be able to handle the abundance that could potentially come in. And so what happens when you get to that next level, for example, I moved to New York. It was like I had a month to get out here. It was a really big stretch for me to get out here. And it was a really bold thing for me to do for a lot of reasons. And the the day I arrived, um, all of the items that I had shipped with all my personal belongings, two of the boxes got stolen. Two of the three boxes got stolen from my apartment complex. All of my personal items, all of my clothes, my shoes, my designer bags, all of my really nice shit. Okay. Like hundred, like tens of thousands of dollars worth of things. And I land and I was like, okay, I'm going to be sad. I'm not going to avoid the emotion. Of course, I'm sad of all my belongings that I love and I've worn on stages and all my, you know, all my stuff being gone in a new city where I don't really know many people. But how am I going to react to this? Because for me, this is like darkness attacking the light. And I can't do anything about darkness attacking the light, but I can sure as hell do something about the way I will react. And I am committed to mastering this new level of whatever I'm about to take on. And what that looks like is acting out of grace and gratitude for what I do have. And, and so I approached that situation as another level, a new devil. And it was like, all right, Sid, how the fuck do you think you're going to get through this? How strong do you really think you are? And how are you going to act right now? Because how you act is going to dictate what you're going to receive in the next like three, four or five months. And so I decided to just act out of grace and gratitude and not complain and not be a victim and not make a story. And because of that, it was like, I still had a sense of peace and gratitude in my heart. And so in the next level of wherever you're trying to get to, just remind yourself, like there's going to be the new set of challenges. You just have to strengthen yourself so that you can really take on those new level problems. So you can just get to that new level person. Absolutely. And going further on the part where you're like, Fear is always going to be there, so you might as well embrace it. Like to be- believe it or not, obviously, I love being on my podcast. I love talking mm-hmm. with friends. I am terrified of public speaking. Mm-hmm. I, I I will do it, but I get extremely nervous. Like last year for the Empower event that Sydney will be at this year, you guys. Um, we literally before we went on, I blacked out. I was oh. like, I'm not. I, I was like, I can't oh. do this right now. I can't speak. And my friends were like, why? 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 And I'm like, I just don't know. Like, I, I literally had no excuse. I'm like, I just, I would have, you know, X, Y, here we come with the scenarios again, right? Like in your head. And it's those times where you have to think to yourself, like, okay, these people are here to hear not only you, but other people and to have a good time. Like no one forced anyone to be here. We're all just like here to have a good time. And I went on that stage. I did my speech. I got off. I met hundreds of amazing people i made great connections and after i'm like what the fuck was that the big deal about that and i do that every single time i public speak every time i have myself now i do it so often where now it doesn't seem as big of a problem so like embracing the fear and being like do you remember the last six times we had pretty much a panic attack about speaking (laughs) great and now look at all the relationships and connections and empowered people you have and it's like remember that moment so it's like when you embrace the fear and you go through it more more times it, again those yes five six problems don't feel so big when you do it so many times and grow as a person in the spots that you're afraid yes. to grow up in 
And and what I will say, that is so perfect. And also two things, the fact that you're terrified of public speaking, yet you host an event every year where you have to public speak, you're putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation to grow yourself intentionally. And what I will say in, in areas of growth, whatever, whoever is listening, whatever you're resisting right now is the thing that key, holds the key to your freedom. Yep. A mentor told me that it was like, whatever you're resisting holds the key to your freedom. So if you're resisting prospecting for your business, if you're resisting public speaking, if you're resisting having that conversation, just think about what's on the other side of it. And it's probably something that feels a lot like freedom. Yep. Oh, that's so true. Okay. So now with moving from Texas to New York and obviously before Texas, it was California, Montana, all over the place and all the things and you're at conferences and you're speaking and you're at events and all all you've literally done it all. What are three things that you wish you knew when you were starting that you now know that are, you feel is like one of the top three, like most important things to you that like, if you could go back and like you run into Sydney at whatever you started this and being like, okay, listen, hear me out. You got five seconds. Look at me. Okay. I'm gonna tell you three things. What would those three things be? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, first one, let's see. Uh, no one's no one's thinking about you as much as you think they are. It's <laughs> the number yeah. one thing. No one gives a shit about what you're doing, so just go do it anyways. No matter how successful you get, right? It's like I meet people in New York, and I don't give a fuck about what they're doing, and they've made millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, and it's like they could give, you know, they have every reason to because they're in the public eye, and they still don't. They're just doing their thing. So stay on your own path, do your own thing because no one's actually thinking about you. And if they are great, they're probably like big fans or they're haters and they're still giving you the the views. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, <laughs> number two, what would I tell myself? Um, keep the foot on the gas. The second that you take your foot off of the gas, you get complacent and you, no matter how successful you feel like you are, there's always another level you can get to. And the second you take your foot off the gas, you don't just start plateauing. You actually start declining and it happens extremely fast. It's called the slight edge. Everything we do and don't do everything that's easy to do is also easy not to do. And so if you choose day after day to to do the easy thing versus the hard thing, you eventually decline right? It doesn't seem like it, but all of a sudden you wake up a year from now and you're down or you can choose the hard thing and you can steadily, steadily, steadily eventually wake up with a whole new reality. So, um, the slight edge, keep it going on the upward swing. Um, and don't take the foot off the gas ever. And number three, let me get get a little download real quick. One sec. Let me see. I would say make sure make sure to take time throughout the journey and just be like proud of yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself. I think that so often we're like, we see all these people on social media making six, seven figures and it's like eight figures, whatever cars, but we don't know the whole story. And so yeah. we think everyone in the world is crushing in their business. I'm like 99% of people are not, it's just a facade. And so it's like, make sure you recognize the wins you have it's not soft to do that. It's actually like, if you don't celebrate what you have right now, you won't get more. So celebrate more of what you want, um, but celebrate what you already have as well. Just because the journey is the reward. You get to the end and you're on the stage and it's like, okay, great. Nothing's changed. The stage didn't give me anything. It's the journey to get to the stage that gave me everything that I could have asked for, you know? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, when they celebrate the the wins or successes, they feel like that's the end of it. And it's like, no, 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 no. there's so much more to come. It's yes. just, 
it's like a little like destination roadmap. Like we got to uh-huh. this pin. Now we're going to the next pin, the next pin. And each pin's like this fun thing that you should be celebrating where people are like, but it's not where I want to be. Like are people yeah. opening businesses and they're hosting their first event at a pop-up. It's like, no, but I want to open a brick and mortar. But it's like, but you, but you're not there yet, but we're almost yeah. there. Let's celebrate this moment right now. Like you, you want to lose 50 pounds and you've lost two celebrate yes. that moment that's a win you didn't you didn't lose nothing you what you lost two like that's exactly. a huge deal yes it's, it's so true it's so oh. true oh well i love it i love everything that you have on social media the small people big problems big people small problems with the the mindset of stop making fucking scenarios in my head to like, <laughs> i'm telling you babe. Just, it's, it's so true like literally my jaw was in the floor i was like wait a minute I literally do this. <laughs> I'm not about to sit here and be like, oh, yes. I'm like, well, shit. I'm about to re-listen yeah. to this episode and start implementing this in my life, too. We all uh, do it. We all do it. But it's just catching it earlier, right? Can you, like, instead of doing it for 10 minutes or 10 days, can you do it for, like, 10 seconds and then get out of it? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, this is the part of the show that I didn't tell you about that I will ask my hosts 10 questions about themselves. Sydney has no idea what I'm going to ask her. There are 10 (laughs) questions a little bit more about her. The reason I like doing this is so that the listeners can get to know you a little bit more outside of like the main viewpoint of this show. It's just a fun Q&A answer just so that they can get to know you a little bit more. So are you ready for your 10 questions? I'm so ready. (laughs) Okay. Number one, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, Mega chunk chocolate chips. Wow. Okay. I dig it. I eat a bowl every single day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, I love that. Okay. Number two, who is your celebrity crush? Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. I don't watch movies, but let's see. Um, George Clooney. Ooh, (laughs) that's a good one, Mr. Suave. I love that. Okay. Number three, are you a cat or dog person? Neither. Well, Mine. I like dogs. I, I like dogs, but I don't want pets because it's too much responsibility. <laughs> All right, I think and that's fair because you're like always on the move. So you'd either like yeah. have to be bringing them or like dog kennel them every single time. Oh, it's so Way terrible. Okay. Number four, you have one item that should have been thrown out years ago. What is it? Uh, this one's always, every time I ask this one, every single person's like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know. I move so much. I throw things out too often. Um, Maybe like an old coffee mug or something that's like totally just, I get rid of so much stuff as I move. So I don't even know what I have from five years ago. <laughs> I mean, oh, actually, I have an answer. It's an old ra- raggy sweatshirt in my fucking closet that I still wear all the time. <laughs> I love that. I feel like we all have like that. Like I was just talking to somebody about this, about like t-shirts, like yes. old bedtime t-shirts. Like yes. they're almost like an adult version, like baby blanket. Like we it's just are so like, true. oh my God, I have get rid of them. Too. I have, yeah, an old boyfriend's t-shirt that is, like, way too disgusting and all that I should just throw. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next one. How do you drink your coffee? Oh, I make it with – I just make black coffee in the morning with a little oat milk, and that's it. Oh, my God. So you're a psychopath. Yeah, exactly. No sweetener at all? No, babe. Oh I, I'm so about efficiency. I'm like, I don't have time for that shit. That's so true. Mine's like liquid <laughs> diabetes. It's like a little oh milkshake. If I go out somewhere, I'll get a nice oat milk latte with some honey. Okay. All right. Fair. Fair. All right. Next. What is your favorite Halloween costume you've ever worn? Oh, my God. I love this question. I dressed up as a Cheez-It. I had a, a tube top that was $4 and it's a Cheez-It on it. And I bought some red bottoms and I brought around a box of Cheez-Its and I would throw them to people at the bar. 
And I would say I would call myself a, a snack. So I wasn't a cheese it, but I was a snack. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. That is incredible. The whole box of cheese it says like a party favorite snack is yes. just brilliant. It's so good. Oh my God. Okay. Next, which phone app do you think you use the most of? Uh, Slack. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't used Slack in years. We used to use that for one of my networking groups. And I haven't used it for my businesses. It's so efficient. It's the best. Oh, it is. It's like the text messaging of emails. It's so easy and like quick. Everything responds. It's just literally my my VA is my best friend. I talk to her all day long. (laughs) I'm always. (laughs) I have my notifications for Slack on and not my text messages. So if that says anything. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Your favorite city you visited. Uh, New York. Really? Yep. I love it. You love it? I think I remember seeing your post about something that like you went there a few years ago or something. Yeah, I went like a year ago exactly. And I was like, I'm going to live here. I'm going to work here. I'm going to move here in a year. And it was to the day that I moved here. That is insane. What about New York do you like? Like, is it like the hustle bustle, the city? Like, what about it makes it your favorite? I'm an extrovert. And so I love that I can walk outside and not talk to anybody, but feel like I'm getting recharged by being around people. And Mm. everyone here is fast paced and smart and successful because you have to be to live here and make it. So it's, you're constantly around people who are working just as hard and striving for greatness in their own way. And it's just such an incredible, vibrant city. Mm, okay I dig that I, that's a good idea because it's like you, I love small towns but it's true like you talk to people I, I love talking to random people I love talking to my, wait, my bartenders I love yes. making small talk with my barista all the things and it's always awkward you're like yo we got hot yeah and they just like look at you like what a yes. idiot and you're like okay I'm just gonna go die now exactly <laughs> okay uh are you a breakfast lunch or dinner kind of person um, I, I love breakfast, but I like breakfast like after 2 p.m. I usually fast until like one or two and then I'll make like eggs and st- the only things I eat are egg, steak, avocado, cheese and chocolate chips. The, the chocolate chips. I was waiting for that. to come <laughs> <in right here. laughs> That's my grocery shopping list. <laughs> oh, okay. And what do you think that your meaning in life is? I know I always ask all these questions. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, how are you about to fucking ask me yeah. what my meaning of life is after you just ask me if I'm a breakfast, lunch, or dinner it's person? so good. No, I already know. It's to be a, it's okay. My, my meaning and purpose in life is to be a role model for women and to be a brush, breath of fresh air for men. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's so great because so many people, like, don't get me wrong. Even when people ask me, I say I want to be a positive role model and influence for women. And we always <laughs> neglectfully, you know, and just yeah. casually just always forget about men. <laughs> no, just like, I know. These poor men, they need us, okay? Yeah, they can't survive without us, literally. No. They cannot. <laughs> uh, all right. Last question. Where can the listeners find more of you? Uh, on Instagram. So at Sydney Lish, S-Y-D-N-E-Y-L-I-C-H. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn. And then I also have Prism, P-R-I-S-M dot Inc, which is our website for our company. And then I also have the Prism podcast, um, which we can just link here. Uh, yep. You guys can go there to listen to a ton of episodes as well. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, I'll link not only her podcast, I'll link everything on there, including her Instagram in the show notes. So guys listening, if you guys want to find more of Sydney, it'll be easily able to find and accessible on the show notes. You click it, it'll take you to all of her stuff. And then every Monday and Thursday, we're back for a show. So make sure to hit that subscribe button at the top so you don't miss a thing. And then if you have two seconds, make sure to leave a review so that the HBIC show could be discovered by more amazing people. Sid, thank you so much thank for coming you. on today. I've gotten to talk to you twice today. This is incredible. I we just know. had our Empower meeting, you guys. She's also going to be a speaker, one of the headliner speakers at the Empower uh, 2023. So I'm so Yes, excited. make sure you get your tickets. It's going to be such a such an amazing event. We just had a call with all the speakers today. So we about we about to do it. Team. Yeah, it's, it's about to be big, pink, and bougie. Exactly. I'm going to go buy some pink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, I have all black. I'm like, I wear all black. <laughs> you do whatever you want, my love. But listen, I know you're busy, so I'm going to let you go. But for now, listeners, we will see you back here next week for another episode. Other than that, guys, have a great day.